It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It is Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I am Shauna. Beckler is away today. Uh, if you listened to yesterday's podcast, you know he was actually broadcasting from home. He's dealing with a family emergency right now. Um, he has some family that has come to help him, which is absolutely awesome. And then he said to me, he was like, don't worry, I'll be back at work tomorrow. I can come in. I've got family to help out. And as we talked more and discussed it a bit further, I was just like, do not come in to work tomorrow. Like, work is not important. It's funny because we both have this insane guilt when it comes to leaving the other person to do the show solo because it's extremely busy doing the show solo and it's a little more stressful because it's really designed as a two-person show but then I said to him I was like in the grand scheme of things me having to do a show solo is nothing in comparison to the family emergency that you're dealing with right now so don't even think about it he's like well it's last minute and it's late and I don't want to leave you hanging out to dry again I'm like we're not saving lives here I think my exact words to him were if I have to talk about bleached asses for an hour to Philip show I will that's not important we'll still have a good time you worry about family I'll cover the radio show work should be the last thing in a list of priorities when you've got family stuff going on right we still had fun on the radio show today though another fascinating etymology one of my favorites in a while we got to that we talked about your top five cafeteria lunch lady names uh, there are some certain calf ladies that you've probably encountered them when you grew up or when high school we'll talk about them we analyzed a guitar solo that one of the friends of the show thinks might be one of the worst in history, so we'll get to that and see how you feel about it. And a friend has a really clever idea on how to make everyone feel special that you meet ever. Uh, we'll get to all of that after your out of context clip of the show. The only thing tighter is her hairnet. That thing looks like a fishnet around a water balloon that's about to burst. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Well, Evan asked me to look into the etymology of piss like a racehorse, so um, I did. Now, my mother does not like the term piss, so I'm going to change this to pee because I actually feel uneasy using the piss word. I'm not going to lie. Thanks, mother. Okay, honestly. but So the term is fairly new. Uh, the first time it was documented was back in 1969 when it was simply pee like a horse. So it's assumed that somebody in this case was just impressed by the river-like stream of urine expelled from a horse when it had to go. Uh, the term changed to be like a racehorse, and the reasoning, some think, is in reference to a horse called Northern Dancer. So Northern Dancer was given a drug prior to a race that was uh, known to help the, the horse urinate. So it was a diuretic, and the idea was to give this horse this drug so it would relieve itself prior to a race, and then it would be a little lighter. So I guess it increased the stream by several gallons an hour. So it would really shed some pounds on this horse. You know, I've always actually wondered this with racers. Like, an odd thing to wonder, I know. But I wonder how much pee they expel. Seriously, because when you think of swimmers, for example, okay, who they do everything in their power to shave a millisecond of time, including shaving their legs as if those tiny little leg hairs are what is actually going to slow them down. So you'd think that... You know, the swimmer would maybe want a clean house before a race too, right? Like, do they make themselves go beforehand? Don't lie. You know that you've weighed yourself before and after. There is a chance that this actually will increase performance for them. What do you do? Like, if you're a little backed up, do you blame that on why you've lost a race? 
Oh, I knew I shouldn't have that damn feel parmesan. The Fegler and Shauna podcast. I was chatting about one of the lunch ladies I had in high school the other day. Her name was Lorna. She had a faint mustache, but she was lovely, and she made the best damn cookies around, like these massive cookies. I'm not exaggerating when I say they were seriously the size of a dinner plate. But then I got thinking about lunch ladies because they have very specific personality traits I find like everyone can relate to a certain lunch lady that perhaps they have and I got to thinking about the top five names of lunch ladies the top five lunch lady names and sometimes we do these lists where we talk about names to do the top five or top ten so let's just jump right into it here top five lunch lady names first off we have Olga Olga is the kitchen overlord. You don't often see her actually work, but you can tell she runs a tight ship. The only thing tighter is her hairnet. That thing looks like a fishnet around a water balloon that's about to burst. Next, we have Odette. Odette is a tiny little woman full of smiles. She's the balancing act in the kitchen. She's always the one you hope to see at the till, and she always sends you off with a genuine, have a nice day, when you leave. Then there's Roberta. Roberta's kitchen knife is her sword and her apron is her armor. And that apron has seen some Her apron is always so dirty, you sometimes wonder if she mixes herself in with the ingredients. Really is a wonder. Then there's Red. Red runs the kitchen like a drill sergeant. If anything is amiss, Red will let you know. If you fall out of line, I am terrified to know what she does with that ladle. And then there, of course, is Lorna. Lorna has a faint mustache, a little bit like a five o'clock shadow, and she makes the best cookies in the biz. She agrees that the rest of the food is absolute but have you tried one of Lorna's famous cookies? Top five lunch lady names. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend was telling me that he emceed a wedding recently, and he uh, did one of those get-to-know-you games at the start because it was a fairly big wedding, and it was a way to break the ice for people sitting together. So he was asking questions like, you know, if you traveled overseas in the last month, sit down. Or if you're from Saskatchewan, sit down. And then he asked if you had six last night to sit down. Which, I mean, that's a bit of a daring thing to ask, you know, if you got into the sexy times the night before. But it is a break of the ice thing, so I suppose it makes sense. But I guess after he asked that, he'd asked who'd done the old put the grill at the washing machine. This one girl sits down and then her dad gasps and yells, oh, God, no, you didn't. So her dad was also at this wedding and she sits down in front of him. And I guess the boyfriend is beside her, and then he gets all awkward, and rightfully so. But I'm just envisioning that this family was staying in a hotel room or something together the night before, and Dad's just like, oh, God. Or, you know, they were staying at Dad's place, and he is now finding out that his daughter did the old hibbity-dibbity, the old heels to Jesus in his sacred place of rest. I mean, it's kind of on her because she is the one who sat down. That's a bit of a... Whoopsie boop. Podcast. Part of the show, Carolyn messaged us and she said, Hey, have you ever done worst music solos? We were listening to Blue Rodeo the other day and heard the guitar solo in five days in May. There are so many missed notes, makes me laugh every time. And when I thought about it, I was like, I don't know if I recall that guitar solo. So I pulled it up and I figured maybe we could all have a live listen together. I feel like you guys are a pretty good judge of musical talent as well. So I figured all of us together could figure this out. So here it is. Uh, Starts about four minutes and 20 seconds into the song. Okay, so far I like it. Okay, let's jump ahead a bit here. All right, we're climbing. Climax here. Oh, 
Okay. Ooh. Jump ahead a little more. So we're now about a minute and a half to do this. Alright, a little too much noodling. Alright. That's a bit of a shank right there. Okay. what's that okay and we're back i'm seeing where you're coming from carolyn i don't think i would say that's one of the worst guitar solos of all time it sounds like somebody was just noodling a little too hard to me okay just a little too much canoodle noodling next time maybe rain it in a little bit if we could at the end there it almost felt like he was trying to go contemporary like oh let's try this out didn't work out so hot so as a critic my official designation too much noodling and next time maybe practice up a couple of those notes okay but you're Blue Rodeo, so you got a pass. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I got a couple messages after that. Uh, Roger says, I like that solo from Blue Rodeo. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's raw. That's what I think is cool about it, is that it's raw. And I honestly think that's intentional, right? Like, I think there's so much that is overproduced now that when bands do something like that, where it's not perfect, there were a few missed notes. He didn't hit the strings bang on. It doesn't matter because that's part of live recording. And that's part of the joy that I think has been taken out of it as we overproduce the hell out of things and auto-tune everything. And things are too perfect now. Life isn't perfect. I kind of like it when there's the odd thing that's frigged up, you know? Someone else said, I did see Blue Rodeo live in the summer, and he said, I will say the solo was much better live. So, yeah, maybe he had an off day again during the recording process. Uh, we can't bring up bad solos, though, without bringing up one of our personal favorites here on the show, the worst saxophone solo in the history of life. Um, this is literally one note over and over again. It's the Jones Girl by the Five Satins. Okay, this was back in 1956, but everybody's wondering what happened here because, seriously, it's a guy playing one note on the saxophone. Yeah, one note. It still works, but... And then it keeps going. to be one of my favorite favorite solos ever. Just one note over and over. You know where you can play one note over and over and not have to worry about your neighbors being like, can you play more than one note? Is in your Shane Holmes home. Shane Holmes has next level soundproofing, meaning that you will not hear a damn thing that your neighbor does. You could just stomp around all you want. You can tap dance. You can do anything. And honestly, we uh, we checked this out and it was really cool because we did. We screamed and we yelled as fast and as hard as we could. And you couldn't hear a thing on the other side of the wall. So you can check all that out. They also have affordable customization. So maybe you want a saxophone room in your house. You can look into all of that at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's a new building being built a couple blocks from the station right now. Um, and there is this this heavy, heavy machinery that actually we can see. It's kind of cool to, to check out. There's massive cranes and everything coming in. And I was looking at that thing and I was like, when you look at the footprint 
it looks like it is going to be an absolutely massive building. And so I, I kind of looked into it and I was like, I wonder what is going there and if I can find the plan somewhere. And I did. It's called the Lincoln and it's apparently going to be 36 stories. And it's going to have this incredible looking swimming pool. They, of course, have all the renderings up and stuff. Uh, a state of the art gym. And it's going to have a bowling alley, a full out bowling alley in the basement. It's funny because I just moved to a new building as well, and uh, it has one of those buildings that has all kinds of amenities. I'm just renting in it, but um, we have like an outdoor pool. Uh, we have a golf simulator in our building. We have a double level gym, so lots of stuff that's pretty cool. But it seems like this is the way of the condo these days, is they're just trying to outdo one another with what amenities you can include. Now, my condo itself is the size of a shoebox, but what they do is they put a lot of common areas and insane amenities like this to drive you out of your condo, and then you can go and visit in those instead so bowling alley is the latest one I'm like how far is this going to go like you know it's gonna be a, a bit of a penis measuring thing i think so each condo that is being built is probably going to develop even further i got thinking about what i'd like to see in the coming buildings however uh, one in particular would be a water slide. Lots of them have pools now, of course, indoor or outdoor, but a water slide, I would prefer that, please. A massive one. If we could, could we make it a water slide that goes outside of the building and then back in? You've seen those, right? The hotels that do that. When I was a kid, there was one that we used to always stop at. It was in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. We'd drive from Toronto to Thunder Bay. And uh, that one had this water slide that projected outside of the building. And I was like, that... That hotel knows what they're doing because anytime a kid sees that they're going, mom and dad, we need to stop here, please. That's how you get the kids into your hotel because you see the outdoor water slide. And you're like, mm hmm. I want that one. Well, I'd also like that as a grown ass woman in my condo, please. Thank you. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. What did you learn today? So I learned something today. Um. This is very interesting. But uh, about 4,000 years ago, Egyptian women, they also wanted birth control, right? Because they didn't want to get preggers. Um, so they used their own unique method. And it turns out it was crocodile poop. So what they would do is they would take this semi-dried crocodile poop and they'd um, use it as a barrier. Okay, so they'd put it where the sun don't shine up in that sin cave there and then they would use that as a barrier and that was to pre prevent from getting pregnant i kid you not you can look into this yes egyptian women used turd of crocodile uh here's the thing they then discovered that it was even more effective if they mixed it with honey uh and honey is still proven i guess to to be semi-effective in birth control so this combination this concoction that they discovered whether by accident or not uh did wind up being a sort of effective method of birth control. You can read all kinds into this. I don't want to delve too deep into the details here because I don't know if it's appropriate. That being said, in case you're out of desperation, sometimes needing some birth control, maybe look up, try and find some crocodile poop around, okay? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Beckler and I were talking yesterday about back before music could be recorded. If you really liked a song that you heard, instead of buying a record, people would actually buy the sheet music to a song, right? Because that was the only way to have that song, as again, there were no recordings yet. But the, the concept is hilarious, because if you're not musically inclined, say you don't play an instrument, then you would just have this piece of paper with notes written on it that you can't even enjoy. Like, I don't know if it was just a collector's item, it was like, look at this, okay? But if you couldn't read music, 
you basically have this piece of paper and it's just a bunch of foreign symbols and you're like, I guess I can just stare at this, right? Like, oh, I want to wanna hear that song again. You pull out this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Don't know what this actually says. Like, back before music could be recorded, if you wanted to cover a song, would you just rewrite the sheet music then? Just, like, copy the notes, note for note? You still don't even know what it says, but you're like, ah, that looks good enough. Here we go. There's a cover. Look at my cover of this. Would the copyright warning for the music just say, the music notes on this paper are not to be rewritten for any commercial purposes? Like, if you wanted to share a song with a friend back then, you'd both just stare at this piece of paper together. Like, oh, have you heard this one yet? Nope. Oh, I promise it sounds nice. I'll take your word for it. And Shauna podcast. It is time for the most important part of this radio program. It is the Friday morning pizza chat. Don't go calling Papa John. No, no. I'm not going to lie. I still love that song. I think that's a certified banger. TLC, the, the, the real one, not the pizza one. Although the pizza one, pretty good too. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but KFC has announced something. They've invented this thing called the, the Chizza. I was going to say the Chizza, but no, that just sounds like cheese pizza. No, it's a chicken pizza. It's fried chicken pizza. So when I first heard of this, I was like, actually, I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Think about it. You have pizza. And then I was envisioning popcorn chicken atop that pizza, maybe a little barbecue sauce, and then the classic toppings on top of that. Even pepperoni and stuff mixed in. Popcorn chicken on pizza, I think would be genius. Then I read into it further, and no, it's actually, instead of dough, they are using flat pieces of fried chicken. And then they're putting all the toppings of a pizza atop that. So you get the cheese, the mozzarella cheese, and then the pep, and that's on top of a fried chicken thingy majig. Now, that I'm not quite as excited about. I mean, it's kind of like the double down, you know, where you use the fried chicken and then you put the sandwich wedged in between. I always thought that was a bit of a novelty. Although, if you put the fried chicken, even a flat slice of it, on the actual dough, I again would be more enticed by that. Because you don't want to be the person who eats a pizza with a knife and fork. But I feel like if it's made of fried chicken, you're not going to want to pick that up with your hands. That's super greasy. That's the thing about the bottom of the dough is it soaks up the grease. So I don't know how I feel about the chizza. Also, the name could use some work. I mean, I think they've got a good concept. And I also think that somebody, if you haven't done it already, put the damn popcorn chicken on your pizza, okay? Because I think that would be delightful. But the chizza, I'm unsure of this one just yet. KFC, okay? Anyway, let's go back to some TLC. But only if it has popcorn chicken. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Lynx Air is ceasing operations as of Monday, which first off seems insanely soon. I always find it alarming that an airline can just stop existing in a week, especially as so many people have flights booked with them. I guess WestJet has said they will try and offer discounts to those affected by Lynx's closure. They're offering like 25% off certain flights. And I was thinking about this and I was like, what happens if you're away right now and your flight home is booked by Lynx? You're friggered because now you're going to have to try and book a last minute flight, which is going to cost you triple the price. In fact, it costs you 10 times as much because Lynx is so cheap. 
I actually, I used links a handful of times and they were great. It was like no bells and whistles. And I know there were some people who were complaining about it and saying like, look, if your flight's delayed, then it's a big issue. I never had problems with them. I just knew, you know, you, you pay for everything additional, but I got flights to Toronto for $79. You can't beat that. Every other airline was about to cost about 500 bucks and they were like 79 bucks. So that is a massive difference. I certainly hope travel insurance or your credit card or something will cover the cost of a newly booked flight because honestly, those who are on vacation, like, what are you going to do? Those last minute flights could seriously cost thousands of dollars depending on where you're visiting. I'm also a little concerned that this is going to drive up flight costs around the board now because there's, of course, one less discount airline for competition. Big ones don't have to compete quite as hard, so prices might go up that way. As if things aren't expensive enough, that's a little concerning too. Especially as I have I have family across Canada and I have a long-distance boyfriend. I fly a lot, so this is a little nerve-wracking. I was thinking about this, though, as well. I was like, how hard is it to start your own discount airline? I wouldn't mind starting up my own if I could. I'll buy one of those older planes. I don't mind, as long as it's safe-ish to fly, you know? I... 90%, even 85 I'm like, that's good enough for me. Let's take one of those flights for a rip, okay? Broken broken seatbelt, that's fine. Just toss everybody a couple extra beer and be like, we can handle the safety issues with a couple beer, okay? Get a little tipsy and you won't even know. podcast. A friend of mine has this list in his phone, and I had no idea, and we've been friends for quite some time, but it's a list of just about everybody he's ever met. Or that he potentially will see again. So maybe not everybody, but anyone who he thinks he may visit again. So he writes down a name and then a little about this person in case he were to ever run into them again. And he categorizes this by place. He has this whole system as to why he lists off what person and why. So if there's an establishment he frequents, for example, maybe it's a restaurant or a bar, even the convenience store around the corner from his house. He writes the name down and a defining factor about them. And some of the descriptions he has are hilarious, by the way, like voluptuous blonde or arm sleeve tattoo. Just kind of a shorthand to remember that person who works at that establishment. Another one, big lashes, okay? Giant mohawk. But I got thinking about this. I'm like, that's not a bad idea, is it? So everybody will always feel special because he remembers their name because he has this little cheat sheet. Now, as somebody who, when we're out, we meet a ton of fans of the show, and sometimes I feel absolutely awful because I will meet somebody and I'll remember their face, but when it comes to a name, I, I for the life of me, sometimes can't recall. So I'm like, maybe I should start writing a little cheat sheet in my phone. Or does that just come across as straight creepy? Like, if I only met you once and then all of a sudden I, I said your name to you, would you be creeped out? I mean, I assume you just think that person has a really good memory, right? Like, oh, wow, you you really remember? Although I guess maybe it could come across either way. I was curious, though, because I was like, I wonder what my defining factor would be, because it's kind of a, a good thought experiment that way, too, right? You go and you look on what he has beside your name as to the thing that he remembers most about you. He says that he doesn't have mine. He can't recall what it is anymore. But now I really want to know, like, unbrushed hair, you know, something like that. Crazy eyes. I don't know. Could be any of the above. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.
After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f***. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.